Hello and welcome to A Slice in Time with me, Linda, host of Woodlands, What I Didn't Learn in Medical School, a platform for discussing topics that are typically not taught, glossed over, or approached from the wrong angles in medicine and public discourse. As always, follow Woodlands on social media for updates and check out my website lindadoes.com for show notes and more. This is a podcast for educational and entertainment purposes only, so nothing I say here should be taken as medical advice. Today's topic is dairy, prompted by the fact that the 22nd of August is World Plant Milk Day and yesterday that also coincided with Earth Overshoot Day and I'll be linking more about this in the show notes as well. This is a health-related podcast but I do want to say that I think that health is quite multifaceted and it's not just about individuals' health or even just like population health. Planetary health is really important for human health. It's essential even because without a healthy planet with thriving ecosystems, how are we supposed to survive and thrive, right? So sustainability and climate change are issues that should matter to healthcare professionals just as they should matter to anyone else. Ethics. I've said before should not really come into health and by that I mean you know personal ethics but the dairy industry is quite cruel. Essentially cows need to be pregnant to lactate to produce milk and um, that whole thing is not very nice. That's not really the purpose of this podcast but I do wanted to mention that as well. So environment and animal welfare you know are two reasons to ditch dairy but we'll be focusing on health today as this is more relevant probably to most people listening. So what is dairy? It can be defined as products made from the milk of mammals, so essentially breast milk. When we discuss dairy though, we typically would talk about cow's milk products, so yogurts, ice creams, cheeses, and of course milk. Typically we would not really be wanting to drink giraffe's milk, elephant milk, dog's milk, but somehow cow's milk is very socially and culturally accepted. You might want to think why that's happened and why we are essentially drinking another species breast milk. But again, that's besides the point. This will be a health-related conversation from now on. Honestly, there is so much research out there and it's a bit of a minefield, especially in nutrition, as anyone that's tried to look at studies will know. There is evidence for and against pretty much anything that you pick. And when we read research, we need to see, you know, whether there are any conflicting interests, like has there been money indirectly or directly from the dairy industry and dairy lobbyists that has gone into research being conducted. Very importantly, we also need to look at the study design in the show notes, I'll link some good papers or articles to read. I've also written quite a comprehensive list of different problems that have been associated with dairy and with some references for those. But some good articles to check out is one by Dr. Shireen Kassam, which is quite concise and it's about whether we need dairy products for human health? Short answer is no. There's also quite a lot of information on the World Plant Milk Day website. Um, But keeping it evidence-based, keeping it scientific, I would also highly recommend a review article written by Walter Willett et al. in the New England Journal of Medicine, which honestly is just a great read. It's quite objective, looking at the evidence, and uh, it's not too long either, which is great. 
And the authors of that paper make a point that it's really important to consider what dairy is compared to, right? So if you compare dairy to something like any sweetened beverages, of course dairy is going to come out favorably on top. But if you compare dairy to, for example, soya milk, then dairy will come out as the bad guy and as something that is detrimental to health outcomes. So that's something to keep in mind when you're looking at any nutritional studies, really. What is it being compared to? Dairy is bad compared to what? Dairy is good compared to what? Okay, so if you're getting bored, let me just say right away that the bottom line is that dairy is not necessary for human health no matter what you've been told. But if you consume a whole food plant-based diet in general and consume a little bit of dairy here and there, it's unlikely to cause any major harm. But truth is that most people don't consume a fully whole food plant-based diet with a little bit of dairy in it. Most people consume a quote-unquote Western type of diet where dairy has quite prominent central role. A lot of government guidelines up until recently have been including dairy as an essential food group, but I'm happy to say that that is no longer the case and dairy alternatives are accepted and recommended, so that's good. So getting into some of the associations between dairy and health or poor health. Now if you think about it, what is dairy in terms of its composition? So there's, you know, proteins, fats, some carbohydrates, lactose, and you know, some vitamins and minerals in it as well. Dairy in terms of its macronutrient profile is essentially optimal for a baby calf to consume so that it can grow rapidly into a larger cow. And it's got quite a lot of hormones, notably hormones that have insulin-like effects. They promote growth in the body. In humans, this stimulates insulin resistance and it can also trigger cancers. So dairy has been linked to breast and prostate cancer, for example, and swapping dairy milk to soy milk may reduce risks significantly for both of these cancers. Dairy also has been suggested as an autoimmune trigger in diseases such as type 1 diabetes, asthma, eczema, um, inflammatory bowel disease, so that's Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. It's also been linked to increased risk of developing acne. In terms of the insulinogenic effects, of course, it's also been linked to metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, and so on. And, you know, there is quite a lot of strong evidence for many of these things and again references will be provided in the show notes but of course people will say that they consume lots of dairy without any problem and some people cut dairy out and they suffer from their problems of course there is individual variation but the bottom line again is that you don't need to be consuming dairy for health and it may have detrimental effects When presented with the idea of ditching dairy, people will often ask the question, but what about calcium? And, you know, that's something that is very ingrained in us. I mean, I am half Swedish and let me tell you that I loved cow's milk growing up. Like my parents will tell you, I would drink more milk than water. So trust me that, you know, I was strongly indoctrinated in the whole dairy loving world from a young age. So let's get quickly into this common concern. Calcium, together with vitamin D, is important for bone strength. 
but we also need to have weight-bearing exercise. That is really important in terms of preventing osteoporosis, so not only having calcium. It's true that in dairy you get quite a lot of calcium, so technically it's a good source of calcium, but it comes with a good amount of calcium as well as cholesterol, saturated fat, antibiotics, hormones that we don't need And, you know, remember that cow's milk is calorically dense baby calf growth fluid, as coined by Dr. Michael Clapper. And, in fact, research has shown that higher dairy consumption is not protective against future risk of hip fractures. So it's all a bit of a lie, really, and quite a lot of money goes into promoting dairy from the dairy industry. Please rest assured that we do not need dairy to have strong bones. However, if you were to advise someone to cut out dairy products, you should advise them to replace those with fortified dairy alternatives. And most products on the market are fortified, luckily, which is great. So they will have calcium, vitamin B12 and vitamin D usually at least in the same amounts or more in some cases that you would find usually in cow's milk. And that goes for any plant milk. However, in terms of macronutrient composition, soy milk is definitely the one that comes out on top with about 8 grams of protein per cup. So that's the one that I try to consume the most. And soy in general is a great plant food. I know that there are some common concerns about soy, such as it giving you man boobs or having estrogen-like effects, but that's just not true. And again, I will be going into this in a future episode, but you can read a bit more in the show notes too. Do you know where else you get calcium from other than dairy products? Other sources include leafy green vegetables, kale, pak choy, broccoli, calcium set tofu products, beans, lentils, almonds, almond butters, sesame seed, tahini, and a whole host of other foods, like even oranges contain calcium. So consuming a lot of different whole plant foods plus fortified dairy alternatives made from plants will keep you covered and of course you want to be doing some weight-bearing exercise as well a couple of times per week. I did a poll on Instagram asking people about their readiness I suppose to change and thank you so much if you were one of the about 70 odd people that answered. 64% of people consume dairy products, 92% said that they sometimes or even all the time consume dairy alternatives that are plant-based, 94% said that they would consider switching dairy for plant-based alternatives some of the time, that dropped down to 54% saying that they might consider ditching dairy products most of the time or all of the time. And when I said, do you think that dairy products are healthy? I actually thought that the majority would say yes, because that's what I used to think. But actually, the majority said no. So 57% said that they don't think that dairy products are healthy, and only 43% said yes. And hopefully, if you listen this far, you would agree that dairy is not really something that is healthy or needed for health. Then I asked people to elaborate on some barriers to maybe ditching dairy. I wasn't sure what to expect actually but I got a couple of responses. One person said that it's important to not strictly exclude any food groups considering that they've had a history of eating disorders and let me tell you that I strongly understand this reasoning and I can sympathize with it 
being restrictive and excluding a food group is not great. However, I do think that's different. So if you say that, you know, I'm not going to eat any fats whatsoever, that is quite restrictive. For me, saying I'm not going to eat dairy products doesn't mean that I'm not going to eat ice cream, no milk, no cheese, no yogurt. I still consume those, but I consume a plant alternative you're just swapping from one type of food to another as opposed to completely restricting a food group. However, I do realize that for some people they still want to consume some dairy products and I will get to this in a couple of minutes but yeah for sure I don't think that you have to fully exclude something if you don't want to or if you can't. Um, you know, there is a bit of an accessibility issue as well. I would say that most people that are listening probably do have access to affordable plant milks. I'm a student myself and the best plant milks, according to me, is the long life soy milk that I get from Aldi, Lidl or Tesco for under a pound for a litre. And uh, it's not really a major expenditure. If you're wanting to get lots and lots of specialty vegan cheeses sure that would be a bit more pricey but that's not something that you have to do all the time similarly someone was sort of complaining about accessibility saying that it's quite difficult where they are in the world to find dairy-free meals especially if eating out and again like if you personally feel that you you would be able to cut out dairy from the foods that you eat or um, encourage your patients to do that but they say oh whenever I go around to my grandma's she always makes this amazing dessert with lots of ice cream and like this buttery short crust pastry or whatever you know that's fine you can still have that you can still have the odd meal if you really feel like you're unable to cut it out completely in my opinion and then someone said that taste was a factor for them and they feel like they couldn't substitute dairy milks for plant milks in their tea And again, if you really feel that you need that, you could cut it out elsewhere perhaps in the diet. So um, you would be happy with having soy milk when you're making your porridge or on your cereal, grating some vegan cheddar over a pasta bake instead, but keeping that splash of cow's milk in your tea. I will say though that your taste buds totally adapt. Okay, remember I'm like an ex-dairy connoisseur (laughs) and I had no trouble whatsoever adjusting my taste buds and let me tell you that if you've tried you know one brand soy milk that does not mean that you have tried soy milk okay because they taste so different there are different brands and different you know sweetness levels and so on and there are so 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 many different products on the market that you could try and give a go and I'm confident that you'll find something. I'm not an expert so I wanted to try and be sensitive about this but I got a couple of South Asian people telling me how they felt that they needed dairy for health because South Asians are generally at a higher risk of cardiovascular problems and type 2 diabetes metabolic conditions and so on and of course that's quite complex I couldn't say that dairy is the one factor in this because there are so many other factors in health as we've spoken about previously in the you know talking about connections between ethnicity and health however as far as i'm aware there is no research to show that any one group of people need to be consuming dairy globally i think it's about 60 to 70 percent of people are lactose intolerant so they can't digest lactose properly and I actually spoke to some members of the plant-based health professionals group asking them for their advice in terms of this because again I'm not the best placed person perhaps to address this concern. 
And they were talking about how dairy consumption is very cultural as well. And we don't want to be culturally blind here. They spoke about how there are definitely alternatives. So for example, ghee. So there is plant-based ghee that can be used instead. And that it's not impossible, but challenging to replicate some of the dishes. I would like to shout out nutritionist Rohini Bajekal. She's great in general, but she does talk about these issues as well sometimes. So you should follow her on Instagram for recipes. Vegan Risha also has so much good stuff. And um, culturally, there are many vegetarians in India as well. And there have been some studies to show that the more plant-based you are, the better in terms of your health outcomes. And that vegetarianism actually has been linked to more metabolic disease. And that might be due to the high dairy consumption, but we couldn't, you know, fully just put the higher risk down purely to one factor here. So definitely thank you so much to people that reached out and had a bit of a conversation with me. As this has been a Sunday solo short episode, it's a bit condensed and has just provided a brief overview of the topic. There is so much more to find out and read and many more nuances. In conclusion, I just hope you've learned something new that dairy is not necessarily a health food. Dairy is not needed for health and may even cause harm depending on your overall dietary pattern and what you're replacing it with. Having said that, of course, there are many more nuances to the topic like I said. And even if some people don't feel like they would ditch dairy products completely, you know, that's fine. You could always advise them on alternatives that they could swap to some of the time. And, you know, we need to keep a lot of the other things in mind, such as accessibility, culture, past medical history, allergies, and so on. Definitely check out some of the resources that I've linked in the show notes, which you can find on my website, lindadaz.com forward slash with limbs eight for this episode. Uh, if you have any questions, do just get in touch with me and I'm happy to discuss things further. The best way to reach me would be if you know me personally, you know, the usual way or via Willems on Instagram or Twitter. Other than that, I hope that you have a great rest of the day and that you tune in for next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.